The USFL Gambling Podcast Week Nine Reaction Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Yes, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/edge to get started today. We're also brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. Yes, the world's greatest shorts are hooking you up with a free Yeti style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. Once again, that is birddogs.com slash pool. And remember, folks, as always, to let it ride. Hey, this is Bill Romanowski. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Football is a unique American experience. A game described by one turn of the century critic as crude and barbaric with little chance of survival. But survive it did. SFL gambling podcast. What a crazy week nine we had. Once again, all four USFL games having playoff implications, and uh, some teams clinched, some did not. We're going to talk all about it, but perhaps you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to. Well, my name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. And you're nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. Oh yes. Look, all together. All together. As we lose connection with the co-host. 7 and 1. 7 and 1. Remember we switched to the New Jersey Generals when we found out Lawletta Cheese was cut. 7 and 1 and uh look, um DFS lineup I hit for a little bit of cash, but it was almost a lot of cash before Dakota Pro Cop didn't play. How does that happen? Well, it's because DeAndre Johnson played, and there's life in the New Jersey Generals. We're going to talk all about it. What a great season. But yeah, 7 1. The totals, I was spot on with the totals. I was spot on with the totals. Just, uh, just, just one, one loss on the, uh, on the picks, if you followed our Twitter page, because we all jumped on the generals once we knew Kyle Swift Lawletta Cheese was released from the generals. And uh, yeah, 
So uh, that's your fault. If not, I am joined. I am joined by my co-host. Uh, he's having technical difficulty as <laughs> usual. All right, give it up for former former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, oh man, what a week we had! I was just just talking about Patty C. I was seven and one. If you add in the totals, I was four and zero oh on the over and under side of things. Three and one on the picks, and I had a DFS lineup that coming into Sunday was top was top twenty five in in all the land. But then uh, Dakota broke up, didn't start. <laughs> yeah, I don't know uh, if I can tell that. I gave you a lemon at the quarterback. Um, well, that that happens with New Jersey generals. That that is a, a rule of thumb that we did not adhere to. Don't. Don't play a New Jersey Generals quarterback in fantasy football. <laughs> uh, so, what'd you make of this weekend's action? You you were telling me uh, pre uh, your technical difficulty that you were excited. For, Not excited. Uh, yeah. Well, yes, excited, but th- I think this was the first weekend that I truly fell in love in love with the USFL. You know, we've been doing this for two years. Obviously, it's only been back in existence for two years, but uh, the first year was fun. You know, it was interesting. It was fun. We were hoping for something new, and it it delivered. Uh, and and this year has been great. But in terms of like remembering, you know, th- I don't. And beyond remembering, it's something new again. You know, in terms of like these teams having different identities and and watching them each try and work the angle that they have, the the talent that they have to win a game, you know, and that's not something I don't, I'm not here to even take a dump on the NFL, but in the NFL, it's generally speaking, everyone's running the same system and whoever's got the best quarterback play is going to get it done. But, and, and maybe it's because there is less talent in the USFL that makes it this way. But, and I think that's probably somewhat to the uh, case, but I also think these coaches are willing to try different things and lean on different parts of their offense to get it done. You know, and in the NFL, you got these teams that have been trying the same thing for the longest time, you know, and they just don't have the right pieces to do it. Whereas in the USFL, you know, these coaches say, Hey, I don't have a quarterback. Let me lean on the run. Let me lean on, let me get aggressive on defense. Let me try different, a lot of trick plays, et cetera, et cetera. So just awesome to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought this week it was absolutely fantastic. Obviously, I was cashing bets. That's all, that always helps. But yeah. I mean, I, I loved seeing uh, the style of the games really on, on almost all of those games. So uh, let's talk all about it. But before us uh, breaking down each game, well, I got to tell you that the USFL gambling podcast is brought to you by edge boost. Yes. Edge boost is the world's first, first bet. Now pay later visa card edge currently offers up to $2,500 in betting advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool. I mean, imagine what you could do with an increased bankroll. You can get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for a month, double down on a favorite bet you like, or perhaps even middle or hedge something, which is absolutely disgusting for you to even mention that. But Edge Boost also isn't some sleazy loan shark as they charge 0% interest. All right, you got your kneecaps are safe. Uh, and I, I mean, I, that's an amazing plan right there. They don't charge you any interest. So they're, tr- I mean, that's, that's amazing. Um, 
so anyway, edge boost can, can also be a part of responsible gambling plan. As you can set up daily, weekly, monthly limits across all of your betting accounts at one place. So support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sports gambling podcast.com slash edge to sign up. Once again, that's sports gambling podcast.com slash edge. You must be 21 years or older to use problem with gambling. Call 1-800 gambler. All right. We are back on the USFL gambling podcast. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, what a great week of action. Um, but uh, let's just get into it. Let's just go game by game here because we had absolute fire. Uh, look, nailed this under. <laughs> Nailed this under. <laughs> na- na- yeah, this was easy. The Maulers continue to be a machine on the under because, uh, and and we took them as a dog. The Pittsburgh Maulers get it done. The Panthers. I mean, what was it like? F- I feel like four or five turnovers for the Panthers as they never really got it going. Off opening kick of the game, the Maulers took it back like eighty. This game was fucking hilarious to tell you the truth because both <laughs> offenses were complete trash, but the Maulers win. Now they tie up the record with the Panthers and uh, essentially uh, we have the Northern division all in a win or go home scenario going into week 10, the final week of the regular season, basically the playoffs start a week early. Yes. Yes, exactly. And um, I mean, Pittsburgh, I Pittsburgh could win, could win the whole thing with that defense, but they could also lose to anybody in the league. And I do mean anybody on any given day. The hilarious thing is they completely dominated on the scoreboard, even though they scored the same amount of touchdowns Uh, credit uh, uh, blew it for knocking in four field goals. He's a good (laughs) kicker. um, Even if his name is blew it, but they had less yards, you know, 226 to 245 for Michigan. But Absolutely dominated the time of possession. If you follow USFL gambling on Twitter at USFL gambling, we tweeted out something. I think they had like 16 yards of offense at halftime and we're up, I think 13, nothing. So you're just like, wait, how is that possible? They had like an 80 yard kick return to start the game, which led to a, a, a touchdown the like two plays later. And then all of everything else came off of turnovers. So yeah. it, absolutely hilarious that, uh, that, that, this team a won the game, but it was able to get up double digits with just 13 yards or 16 yards or something of offense at halftime. Uh, but four, that defense, uh, four yeah. picks by Josh Luff, Gosh. four picks. And I mean, look, they didn't have Reggie Corbin, so they couldn't run the ball. Um, and, and I just felt like the Maulers were creating sacks, but also uh, creating turnovers. I, I I'd like to know the number of sacks. I I'm drawing a blank on it right now. I was trying to find it, but the Maulers got after it. Let me see if I can pull that up right now. They got after it defensively. I feel like a lot of quarterback pressures, a lot of, I'm seeing what I'm seeing seven sacks on the day. That's a Good lot Lord. And there was seven a lot of sacks other pressures. And four picks. Yeah. There was a lot of pressures too, where no, it was uh five sacks, seven tackles for loss. Oh, and, okay. Uh, okay. Still, I mean, they got after it, man. Every play, we're just watching that offensive line just get dominated by the Maulers defensively. Patty yeah. C, what's the ceiling on the Maulers uh, USFL chances? You can still get a nice, juicy future over there. Uh, for the Freedom Cup again, I just think uh, uh, Birmingham is is on a different level than everyone, and they are a one-dimensional team, the Maulers. So even when the, I mean, when the when the defense isn't showing out. Then, which is you know a, a minority of the time, 
um, then they are a bad team. You know, when the defense does show out, they can be a good team. The offense never shows out, but <laughs> if, it, if it doesn't turn the ball over and the defense is playing up to par, then they are, they could probably compete with anyone, but Birmingham. If this goes, if the Maulers get in the playoffs and somehow win and play Birmingham, you go back and watch that Birmingham game. Birmingham got lucky to beat Pittsburgh. They had a kick return with like th- two minutes left. If anything, I think Pittsburgh can can c- put the kibosh on the Stallions' offense better than most most teams in this league. So it makes it compelling if they were to get there. The Michigan Panthers—they're still alive, uh, <laughs> despite four turnovers and uh, seven points on the whole game, but they're still alive. We'll talk about the matchups in a second, but Patty C, are you worried about the Michigan Panthers? I mean, after this offensive performance, you have to be. 50 total rushing yards, you know, four picks from the quarterback position. The offense was inept, but uh, who are they playing next week? I didn't even uh, uh, bother uh, to look uh, that up. I'll show. Hold on. Let's, let's, let's wait. Let's wait. I'm going to talk about those matchups in a second, but uh, they're, they're taking on another Northern team. I'll let you know there. But uh, sure. Um, you have to be worried about them. You yeah. have to be worried. But in a one game setting, they're capable of beating any of those teams. So <laughs> I think you say, uh, you know, forget about last week and let's move forward. Amen. Amen. Let's move forward as a podcast because the breakers, I, they finally, I told you this showboat team is, <laughs> and, and look, it took six weeks for me and, and maybe the showboats bounce back and make the playoffs. But I felt very good about my handicapping of the breakers. And I, you know, had the, the, the breakers uh, power rated number two in the league last week. Right. Yeah. Um. Or wait, you I, were proven right, and uh, I like that Twitter. Uh, Twitter is gassing you up, you know, and you were right. You were right. Thirty-one Look. to three, buddy. Yeah, they they are a better offense for sure, without a doubt, than Memphis. I mean, uh, uh, Cole Kelly's an absolute lawn chair. Uh, one of the greatest lawn chair plays we've ever seen. Um, they did it with only. A, ironically, New Orleans only had 170 yards of offense. And Memphis had 249. But once again, when you get like two turn, so the first, I think the first drive of the game, New Orleans gets three. Then Memphis gets the ball, they fumble, and they turn that into seven, 10 nothing. And then Cole Kelly throws a pick six. They didn't need to do anything on offense up 17 nothing uh, before that torrential downpour and lightning was in the area. (laughs) But uh, I can tell you this the showboat's offense, I still think they're trash. Yeah, they are trash. They don't really um, have many, you know, spectacular pieces. I guess uh, who is it? Um, Dylan has. He's, know, he's a little flea, you know. And White is he can he can have a decent game, but you know, Washington fumbling on the goal line was brutal. Um, but really, uh, you know, I'll give Col- uh, Kelly a little credit for you know having a surprising. Uh, not mobility, but escapability in some of these situations. What stood out to me, like rewatching the game, was they're only rushing like five. They're not sending absolute heat and they're dropping six and they're still getting a shit ton of pressure, you know? And so, what is Cole Kelly going to do? He's a tall, immobile quarterback whose job is to, you know, identify the the hole in the defense if they're sending uh, a blitz at him. And yet, there is no hole in the defense because they're getting penetration with only five, five against what? Six, you know? Well, I think the problem is this. I think they, the league knows, or at least the better teams, of the league knows Memphis can't run the ball. 
So they don't strike fear in their run game. They're the worst rushing team in the league. And yeah, when, yeah. when, when you do that, you can drop back everybody because you don't have to worry about them running successfully. So yeah, you can just uh, yeah. pin your ears back uh, and get up field on the rushes and then, you know, drop the rest of your guys. Uh, and now, then, you know, you can collapse their uh, collapse and, and get an arm tackle and get a two or three yard gain from these little fleas that they have running the ball that can't break a tackle and make you pay for, you know, uh, you know, playing pass first. So, you know, it is what it is. But with all that said, they can still make the playoffs. They just got to take care of business and maybe get some, some fortunate bounces before uh, we talk about uh, the rest of that game. I want to tell you that the USFO gambling podcast is brought to you by bird dogs. Yes. Bird dogs make you look good. And that's half. Look, you look, what did Dion say? You look good. You play good. They pay good. All right. That's right. Uh, bird dogs make you look good. Cause they got, they got stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer, you know, through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly, you know, sculpted look, you know what I mean? That you got to show that off. All right. Bird dogs, uh, shorts <laughs> do the exact same You're packing. <laughs> yeah. Make sure yeah. everyone knows it. <laughs> Yes, and they fit. They fit better than any other company out there. I'll be honest. Uh, they fit better in regular shorts. They got all the you know the regular shorts have all stiff restriction. You know all that cotton nonsense. All right, Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khakis, baby. All right, but stretches, you know, so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Essentially, uh, Bird Dog uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day. So you're not going to be smelling like Courtney love. Uh, so uh, check that out bird dog right now. I'm not going to yes. lie. I'll be honest. Cole Kelly could use some bird dog after that performance against the, <laughs> no, he, uh, I'm sure he, his ass was stinking a little bit. So uh, <laughs> anyway, what, what activity, I mean, uh, what activity do you plan on doing uh, in, in your bird dogs this summer? Patty C maybe getting out there, uh, doing some hiking around the beach. You know, I'm going to walk around the beach. I'm going to be flirting with the ladies and I need, when we go to the bar, I don't need them smelling me. So I need the bird dog. <laughs> there you go, folks. Uh, so go to birddogscom slash pool and enter the promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. Once again, that's birddogscom slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right. We are back on the USFL gambling pa- podcast. Patty C. Uh, I, I, I am really convinced that new Orleans is the second best team in this league. Maybe you, you could talk me be wrong. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> at all. Like I still say, the generals are a true wild card, and sure. the stars are a little bit of a wild card. But uh, yeah. the breakers just got guys on both sides of the of the ball. Like their balance, I can really trust. They're just like Birmingham. Birmingham has that same balance. They and have dudes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Those two pop off. They're complete. Uh, I think I think they're a threat. I think they're a real threat. Now watch them not make the playoffs and lose this weekend. We'll figure it out. Uh, <laughs> Sunday's action: Birmingham, Houston. I was dumb enough to take Houston plus the three and a half. Birmingham waxed them. They clinched the playoff spot. They're in. The reigning champs are score. in. That is a deceptive that score. Is a, yeah, because because with three minutes left in the third quarter, it was a two point game. Yeah. Yeah. Houston dominated the time of possession 38 to 21. How do you lose by 23 points? <laughs> Kenji Bahar. Oh, tough couple plays in the game with by Kenji Bahar, but uh, 
Yeah, I mean, amazing play, but ended up with a fumble. Yeah. He's got better wheels than I give him credit for. Yeah, yeah, and they're still alive. Look, they're still alive. If you're a gambler fan, don't panic. You're still alive. But the Birmingham Stallions have clinched with a dominating score outcome <laughs> against yeah. the uh, Houston Gamblers, thirty-eight to fifteen. Patty C, Alex Mago, baller once again. Uh, Skip Holtz. I mean, they're seven and two. Now the question is, is do they take their foot off the gas in week 10? Why, why shouldn't they? They're not playing for home field advantage. And so uh, now again, I haven't, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it in a second, but uh, uh, can, can the gamblers uh, salvage their season? Could they be a threat to win the freedom cup? Uh, Yeah. And what are the, uh, the, the, the situation that has to play out is uh they need to win and they need a little help, right? Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. They're, they're very capable. I think they're better than the team they're going to be playing. So I expect to win this week. Uh, you know, after last week, my opinion has changed on the, the pecking <laughs> order of the, uh, of the USFL. Oh, so, I can't, I can't uh, wait to get to Thursday and do our power rankings folks. Remember Thursday NC Nick with us. We'll be talking USFL power rankings and everything. So yeah. uh, as a matter of fact, if things go chalk, you know, which I'm assuming, you know, based on the Vegas lines, then, then uh, Houston will be in the playoffs, yeah, but Ooh. it does depend on if, uh, if Birmingham rests their guys or not. Yeah. It makes it a very tricky scenario here. Uh, then you have the nightcap stars, generals, Deandre Johnson plays dude, this scores this evening. Cause the generals were beating their ass. Um, yeah. If the generals well, play the stars like this, played. True. I mean, Cocos came back. They have the heart of lions, tigers, and bears. To quote Mike Tyson, <laughs> and they battled back. Uh, we all switched our handicap to taking the generals, and when we found out they weren't start, when they released Laletta Cheese on, I think Friday morning it was. But uh, uh, the generals. This is easily the best rivalry in the league, right? At this I agree. point, I like this Philly. This Philly. You could argue New Orleans, Birmingham. You could argue that, but uh, I love this rivalry, and I actually believe the way we saw the Generals play. I was like, man, they could beat anybody, and I've yeah. said this from a roster standpoint. I actually think from a roster standpoint, one. they have a better roster than Philadelphia, in my opinion. So, uh, well, then Philadelphia, absolutely. Although, um, who's the receiver for Philly? I'm drawing a blank on his name. Corey Coleman uh, over to Coleman yeah. is awesome. Yeah, is awesome. He is. He might be the best player in the league. Oh, oh, getting bold. Uh, so now Philly, so Philly, if they won, would have clinched. They didn't. Now it gets it gets wild. So Jersey wins, which sets up week ten, Patty C. Pittsburgh taking on the Generals. Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium, su- uh, Saturday morning on the USA Network. The winner is in. Oh. The winner is in. Then that goes to Fox Stallions Showboats. Now, once again, if the Stallions, Ooh, phone I this was one at in, that wrong. Yeah, if the if the Stallions phone this one in, the Showboats. But I still think it comes down to, like, if New Orleans wins, I think the Showboats need the Gamblers to win. But they all, I, 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 I got to learn more about what it would take. Because then, if Houston won, they'd have the same record as Memphis. And I wonder. I think head to head. Did they split? I thought they split. Yeah, I need to uh, take another peek at the uh, 
essentially though, all three of the team, I mean, the Stallions are the only teams that have clinched. So uh, I, that, I think it would come down to like points in division or something. I got to figure this out. I'll have that the time breaking scenario. I saw was as simple as uh, if they win and they lose, then they're in, you know? And so wait, we, we wait, should, wait, if Memphis wins and Houston, if Memphis wins, I'm not sure who, uh, who needs to win in the uh, Houston uh, new Orleans game. Uh, but uh, clearly, oh, no, no. clearly New Orleans or, or has Houston. Mo- uh, New Orleans has one more win than Memphis. So if New Orleans wins, they're in. If Houston wins though, they would have the same record as Memphis and New Orleans would have the same record as well. So I have no idea how that would shake out Houston split with Memphis. Uh, Huh? Yeah. Cause I I thought I saw you're, you're right. um, That, you know, that is the case, but I I thought I saw that the showboats would beat the uh, break would jump the gamblers if they, uh, if they won. Or maybe it's the breakers. Maybe, but uh, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Um, we, we should have this pulled up. Maybe, maybe we can do this here. No, I don't think I saw anything fly. though. But, but uh, the I know the breakers. Did the breakers get swept by the showboats? The, no, they went one and one, and the breakers just beat them by twenty eight. I don't know how they would decide this. We'll find this information out for Thursday. But either way, it makes for a super compelling. Uh, you know, situation Saturday. And then as we go into Sunday where the breakers take on the gamblers, um, that one, obviously that is likely to be win and get in because well, we know that even, even with uh, the stallions, uh, you know, e- even if they do decide to rest some of their players, they're still a lot better than Memphis. So I expect them to win no matter what, which makes the Houston, uh, Houston, New Orleans game, uh, well, a playoff game. Not if they don't play them a go because they'd be on their third string quarterback. Now that'd be Sloter. That'd be Sloter Sundays, but or Sloter Saturdays, but <laughs> Kyle Sloter. But uh, it makes it super interesting, I, I would say. And then you have New Orleans against Houston, as I alluded to on FS1 Sunday morning, and then Sunday night the Stars Panthers from Ford Field, disgusting Ford Field, uh, the roller <laughs> rink. Uh, the winner goes to the playoffs. Wait, Boom. no, no, no. Well, I think there's still a scenario where Philly could lose and get in. And I, I don't think that's the case. From what I understand, both of no, those games you're are right. winning. You're right. You're right. I, yeah. I read that. Wow, this makes this weekend awesome, folks. We're uh, essentially in the divisional round of the NFL playoffs uh, for Week Ten. Uh, so it's phenomenal. Um, you know. Who do uh, should we make predictions now? Should we hold that now, off till hold Thursday? Hold that off till Thursday. This will conclude our episode with Thursday power rankings, DFS plays, and of course, we will go game by game. I am so excited for week 10 as we go into the USFL playoffs and the road to the Freedom Cup. Make sure to give us a follow on Twitter at USFL Gambling. Also, uh, make sure uh, you follow Patty C on Twitter, Patty C831. Myself on Twitter at the Colby D. And remember, we're also on YouTube. So subscribe over there, youtube.com. Type in USFL Gambling Podcast and you will get us. Uh, also, get the SGPN app. It's free to download in the App Store and Google Play Store. And with that, you'll get access to all of our USFL picks, all of our articles. We have a lot of great content coming out on the United States Football League. So uh, check out that. And uh, man, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, it makes. I love it when you have almost every game matter. I think every game still matters this weekend. So 
Uh, yeah. Check out also. We host the college football experience. We started our 133 previews for every single team in the FBS, a solo podcast for every single team in the FBS. Check it out. Um, also check out uh, the college baseball experience right now. That season rolling in Patty sees Wahoo's just, just uh, want to beat the Duke blue devils. Boom. Sorry, Nick. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, check out the college basketball experience. We talk college basketball year round uh, the XFL gambling podcast, Rod Woodson, just, uh, just uh, release, you know, fired from his Las Vegas mm. job there. Mm. Check out mm. that. And uh, yeah, check out the sports gambling podcast. Of course. Um, all right, folks, until Thursday, I cannot wait for this action, but until Thursday, let's get it going. This is the USFL Gambling Podcast. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. Run and shoot.